You are listening to audio from The Creek Church. If you would like more information about The Creek, please be sure to visit our website at thecreekfw.com. Good morning. That was awesome, you guys. Hey, good morning. Man, that just felt good. Let's just do it again just because it felt good. Good morning. Hey, there we go. Hey, my name is Alec Jacks. I'm one of the pastors here at The Creek. It's good to be with you this morning. Um, we are officially in it, you guys. Like, we're in the holidays. Whether you want to be or not, um, we're here. And it, has it been chaotic for anybody else, like, already? You're just like, I'm over it? Is that just me? Okay, cool. Awesome. Congrats. Y'all having a great time. Anybody make a trip so far? Yeah, anywhere? Yeah? Okay. I've already been to Houston and back. Uh, half of my family has already been sick and is now well again. And, like, it's just now December. And so I, I, just, I just feel like... Uh, just to be honest with you, like we're on the edge of chaos, you guys. And, and I, like, like here's the thing about this season, uh, whether you want to believe this or not, um, we, now we can't choose everything because uh, sometimes like we, we just were gifted a crazy family, right? Uh, but that we choose a lot of the chaos that we walk into during this season, right? Like we choose to make the fancy dinners. We choose to invite all the people over. We choose to sign up for the things and not be sick at our work parties and uh, like all of that stuff, right? Like we choose that. Like some of y'all, Black Friday, yeah? You, like people actively choose to participate in Black Friday, which is crazy to me, you guys. Like, like it, it's the day after Thanksgiving, right? National celebration of gratitude. And then, and then like the very next day is this like stay up four in the morning, like electronic store posted up for a flat screen TV willing to kill people. Like the whole, it's just bizarre. Like, and like actually, like people actually get murdered, right? Like, like the numbers are pretty low, but it happens. You know what I mean? Like, like you don't want to be. I'm just saying. Like Walmart's the number one place, so like nobody's surprised there. But come on, y'all. Like, and 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 so I just, I just think as we're on the edge of this, it reminded me of the Clark Griswold quote, which I won't finish because I really like my job. But nobody's leaving. Nobody's walking out on this fun old-fashioned family Christmas. No, no, no. We're all in this together, right? Oh man, did it just feel like that? Like everything, like we're just on the edge of this craziness. And, and honestly, you guys, like as, as we head towards the season, here, here's just where I want to go this morning. Like cards on the table. Um, I want to look at the story of Mary um, because she had a kind of crazy Christmas, right? And, and so as we look at her story, he, here is my hope in the middle of it is that we see um, the way that she chose to hold just an attitude of joy and hopefulness in the middle of the crazy, um, and, and that we would um, just be able to have that same attitude of joy. And honestly, you guys, like, as we head into the season, the real thing is, like, all of this junk is about to enter our lives, like calendar stuff and crazy kids and Christmas expectations and all of it. And, and my real hope is just that we would like treasure Jesus as we walk out of here, you guys. Like that this next month would just be this sweet, sweet time with the Lord in the middle of a ton of craziness. And so can, can we just like pause and pray for that right now? Can we just pray? Let's pray. God, thank you for this morning. And thank you, honestly, God, that you are um, not a distant hope, but you are the hope that is with us. 
And so this morning, God, as we, um, as we read about Mary, as we read about really your life, uh, we, we just pray, God, that you would allow us to treasure you and cherish you uh, more than we ever have. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Amen. Hey, go ahead and flip over to Luke 1. Uh, Luke 1, as we start this Christmas series, Chosen, because we believe that we've been chosen in Christ, and so he's chosen us to do some things. Here's the thing. Um, when we look at stories like this, uh, just like, honestly, uh, because we're talking about Mary, like, like a lot of us, uh, you, you may have some background with Mary, okay? Like, and it may be good background, maybe bad background, like depending on your denominational background, stuff may just be totally confusing to you. Uh, but, but here's the deal, is that all of us kind of have an idea of how this story goes, and like, like secular, like you're in here for the first time, you, you kind of like virgin and Jesus, and maybe you've got a picture of a stable in your mind. And, and, and so here's the thing is we're tempted maybe to tune out, but, but here would be my thought for you this morning is that what we're going to see is Mary get prepared to serve in, in some really interesting ways. And what I know is that probably uh, you are going to have the opportunity to interact with some crazy family. Uh, and some crazy shopping, and, and that you are going to be presented with an opportunity to serve in some crazy ways. And, and so I, I really do believe that as we look at this together, if you'll tune in, the Lord might actually prepare our hearts to serve differently this season. So Luke 20, uh, sorry, Luke 1, 26 uh, says this, in the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David, and the virgin's name was Mary. Now, if you're in 2019, uh, you probably at least have heard that sentence before. It may have been on a Charlie Brown special, okay? But you, you, like, you, you've heard this somewhere. Um, if you're not in 2019, like if you're one of the intended original kind of Jewish hearers of this story, then, then there is a lot of things that stand out to you in this, this tiny little phrase. Um, the first I just want to bring to your attention, because I think it's something worth knowing, uh, was, is when it says, to a virgin betrothed. Now, now um, just so you know, <laughs> engagement worked a little bit differently in the ancient Near East than it did in 2019, right? So like nobody's pulling out the Instagram. Uh, just so you know, nobody's uh, dropping on a knee, right, with a ring. Like none of that's going on. Um, h- how, did, how did engagement happen back then? Anybody? Parents, right? So, so you didn't, like, this wasn't this, like, American love story. This was their families selected each other for each other. And um, in 2019, we would go, oh, man, like, marriage is just getting later and later and later. And in, like, 30 years, we're all going to be, like, 75 and single and ready to mingle. You know what I'm saying? Um, God help us. <laughs> But, but in this day and age, right, so, so like in, in the ancient years, it, this would have been uncomfortably young, like, like illegal in every state, yeah, even Arkansas, young. And, and so here's the thing. If you're from Arkansas, we love you. Just have some questions. But, but here's, we don't have time, you guys. Here's the thing is like, like when you picture Mary, like if you've got this image of like a matronly, 
35 to 40 year old, like that's not what's going on here. Like this is a 13 to 16 year old girl, teenager. I don't know what you know about teenagers. I work with them. They're a hot mess, y'all. And and so like, like you got to get this picture. Like this is a very young girl. And then it says to a city of Galilee named Nazareth. And the important thing about Nazareth is that there's nothing important about Nazareth. Like, like literally, um, like in the Greek and Hebrew, it's like Nazar and, and Nazar, and, and that basically means sticks. So, so the idea is like sticks city. So like literally Jesus is from the sticks. Like there's nothing going on in Nazareth. It's not New York City. It's more like cut and shoot Texas, which you've probably never heard of, but now you have. Like, and if you remember it, it's because like there was a gas station there. Like that's the thing that you remember. Nothing going on in Nazareth. But then at the end of this sentence, there's, there's a huge bomb that the author is going to drop. It says, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph of the house of David. Now, here's what you got to know. Anytime, like this will help you in your future Bible readings. Anytime, I hope you're reading your Bible. <laughs> anytime that you hear house of David, you need to immediately like zoom in hard because what the author is trying to do is he's trying to connect Jesus to the like huge story of the people of Israel in a saving way. That, that this is no longer just some random virgin Mary. Like we're connected now to the story that God has been working throughout all of history. And so huge deal it ends with this house of David thing. Um, and so the question really is what is God gonna do with this random virgin betrothed lady in the sticks? Here's what he does. Verse 28, and he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And the angel said to her, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the son of the most high. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father, David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever and of his kingdom there will be no end. Now, for a lot of us, like what it looks like to serve in the next couple of weeks, <coughs> excuse me, is, is just to like take out the trash, right? To, so like, like when, I don't know if this happens in your house, uh, when, when all the presents are unwrapped, there's like a mile of paper and ribbon expanding in every direction. Have you been there? And your part, like part of you serving is to go then collect that before the dog and the cat get into it and, and to take it out, right? Take it out to the trash and, and like really simple ways of serving in the next couple weeks. For Mary, the question is, how was she called to serve? Who is this betrothed teenager? What is she going to do for the kingdom of God. Um, and, and this interesting thing happens. Angel shows up to, to declare it. And so she immediately freaks out, you guys. Um, because an angel, uh, not like, like I know 2019, right? Harp, wings, just kind of like, hello, how are you? And like, uh, but, but like in her mind, that was the weirdest angel, y'all. We'll just move on. Here's the thing. For her, in her mind, angel would have reminded her of certain passages in the Bible. And in the Bible, when an angel shows up, it's not a good time most of the time, Right? So, so like uh, the passage that she probably would have thought of is like the Passover 
when the angel shows up. You just read it on your own time. It's not a great time, right? And, and so she would have been afraid, and the angel goes, hey, don't be afraid. And then she's still afraid, so she, he, like, the angel has to stop and literally say, no, seriously, do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And then here's the call to service. Behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. But no ordinary virgin-born son, right? Not that there is such a thing, but in verse 32, it says, he will be great and be called the son of the most high, and the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he'll reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And so there's this, what the author's trying to do right here like, there's only one most high, you guys. Not a, not a bunch of most highs running around up in heaven. Like, there's one most high. There's one kingdom that won't end. It's the Lord's. And so the author here is trying to go, hey, this is not just some random birth, cool miracle thing. This is uh, someone who is intimately connected to the Father, the Son of God, being born into the world. And so it's more in line with what the Bible is going to talk about in terms of Emmanuel, God with us, that he has left heaven, which is a pretty cool zip code, y'all, like free guacamole forever. Like it's not Chipotle, y'all, it's better. And, and, and he leaves heaven, takes on flesh, 100% divine, 100% human, um, and comes and dwells among his people. Um, the, the word for that, like if you're looking for a fun theological word, is incarnation. Just say it because it's fun. Incarnation. Yeah. Nothing to do with a flower. Um, and everything to do with the fact that the divine has come to us, that Jesus came after us, that he had this desire for the joy set before him to be with us. That's the beautiful truth that's going on here. I, I wish we had more time to get into that, but, um, but really the, the question that we're looking at as we look at Mary is what Mary is being asked to do. And the, the real short answer is to raise a baby in a very chaotic time. And, and I know, like, some of you guys are like, man, it's not service to raise a baby. <laughs> and I would just say, as soon as we pray, you want to quietly sneak out of the room before someone hurts you. I'm just going to be like, because y'all, uh, just like at a really basic level, just having a child is super difficult. <laughs> just going to be like, I, I, I didn't even give birth, and it's hard, right? <laughs> like, and, and so here's the thing, though. Um, this is not just an ordinary, uh, uncertain time. This pregnant Jewish teenager finds out that, that like, the Lord is going to overshadow her. Like, she's going to continue to be a virgin and still give birth. And, and then um, her husband, who had been quietly planning to divorce her, also gets a vision, and he's like, no, 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 Lord told me it's, it's him, we're good, and decides to stay with her. Like, and then she has to give birth in this place where no other family is around, which is difficult and frightening and very isolating. And then in the middle of this, she hears that there is some genocidal maniac over in Egypt who's going, hey, I'm going to kill every baby who's even born near this time. And by the way, he's not just after those babies, he's after you. And, and there's this whole situation where, where she has to go, like another guy calls for a census and they have to travel. And I don't know if you know what it's like to travel while you're pregnant. It's terrible. And like, there's no air conditioning on a camel, you guys. Like just not a good time. Then on top of that, you're a teenager with a child with no family around you. 
to go like, hey, let's, let's do it this way. Like, uh, this isn't working. Let's try something new. And, and, and you guys, she just had a horrible time. And, and the angel like wraps up the conversation. It's, it's super fascinating. Uh, and says, hey, also, your relative Elizabeth is also pregnant. Uh, she doesn't know it yet, uh, but, but she's been barren up until this point, which just so you know, like I wish we could get into this, but that's supposed to remind us of a ton of Old Testament stories, right? But then uh, moves on and Mary responds to this big request. And you guys, if it's me, I'm going, I'm, I'm out, Lord. <laughs> like this sounds crazy town. I don't, I don't want anything to do with this. And, and, and here's the really like short and beautiful response that Mary gives. And Mary said, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. That's a response, right? Like to hear all that and and then to just go, yeah, hey, whatever the Lord would will, I'm in. And then like there's this longer response. She gets together with her, her friend Elizabeth and, and like coming together in community. They just start to talk about what the Lord's doing. And, and so she says, um, my soul magnifies the Lord, verse 46, and my spirit rejoices in God, my savior, for he has looked on the humble estate of his servant. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed for he who is mighty has done great things for me. Holy is his name and his mercy is for those who fear him from generation to generation. He's shown strength with his arm. He's scattered the proud and the thoughts of their hearts. He has brought down the mighty from their thrones and exalted those of humble estate. He's filled the hungry with good things. Which y'all, as a teenager, not sure of where maybe the next meal's coming from, that's a pretty cool thing to remind yourself about. And the rich he has sent away empty. He has helped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham and to his offspring forever. And Mary remained with her about three months and returned to her home. In the middle of this call to service that seems overwhelming, what is Mary doing? She is reminding herself of all that God has done. She's just reminding herself of all that God has done. He's shown strength with his arm. So, so she's not just talking about like on an individual level going, oh man, I remember last year when God took care of this thing. She's going, man, historically, here is the character of the God who I serve. Like that he has scattered the proud in the thoughts of their hearts, brought down the mighty from their houses, big things. But, but then also like reminds herself of the beautiful character of God and going, he has exalted those of humble estate. Now listen, there's nobody in a more humble estate than Mary at this point, right? And so to just be reminded that God can still exalt and use her in beautiful ways. He has filled the hungry with good things. He's helped his servant Israel. She's reminding herself of what God has done. And then here's the other thing she's doing. She's celebrating what God is going to do. She's celebrating. So she goes, for behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. (laughs) Like, if that's not calling your shot, you guys, like, I don't know what is. Because that's the big, like, seriously, like, I wouldn't stand up here and be like, hey, guys, all generations are going to call me blessed in the future. Like, that's wild, right? Except that it happened. And so Mary is celebrating in advance what God is going to do, what he's up to. And so as the oft horribly sung Christmas song asks, 
Mary, did you know? The answer is yes, an angel told her. So we can stop singing the song, you guys. Like, we're done. It's good. Okay, y'all have a great day. Hey, let's pray. Uh, just kidding. But seriously, hey, the mystery is solved. Like, she knew. That's, that's what the Bible's trying to say. It's like, she knew, saw it come and nailed it. All generations are gonna call her blessed. She's excited about what God is gonna do in her life, what God is gonna do through this little baby, what God is gonna do through her service. And so as we think about that, here's the last thing that we see her doing is she is just being faithful to what God has asked her to do. She's just being faithful. And I know you would go, hey, but she hasn't done anything yet, right? Like she's just talking a big game. But here's what I see in this like line that Mary is saying is she has laid down her yes, to whatever the Lord asks. Like, like if it's uncomfortable, difficult, hard, scary, easy, whatever, it doesn't matter. Like she's in. And I, I, I just, like, I think a question that we need to ask ourselves is, is have we laid down our yes? Like, now I'm not just talking on, in the hard things, right? Like I'm not just talking, like, like if, like you're probably not gonna wake up tomorrow with an angel going, hey, you're gonna get pregnant and you're gonna run to Egypt and it's gonna be really complicated. Like probably not. Like if that happens, our prayer team is gonna be at either end of the room at the end of service. We'd love to talk to you. Seriously, it sounds fascinating. But, but in the little things, in the difficult things, can you just say like, like wherever the Lord asks me to go, I'm in. Because man, that's the beautiful picture of Mary. She goes, that sounds wild. Let's do this. Not because I'm great. Like, did you catch that? Like, she, she lands on not herself as why people will call her blessed, but because of how great the Lord is. And so she lands there. She celebrates what God is going to do. She's being faithful to what God has asked her to do. And, and at the end of this, when we look at the story of Mary and see her lay down her yes, I just, I just really think as we enter into this season, that, that we can learn some things that, that if we set our attitude and our heart in the right place, that will change the way that we deal with the season. And the first one is super simple. Serve as you remind yourself what God has done. Serve as you remind yourself what God has done. And I know some of y'all are like, man, those are like two totally different things. Serve and remind ourselves. And, and here's what I would say. You've got to, in this season, when stuff just gets bananas, you gotta have both. Like both sides of the same coin. Because here's the reality. If you're just serving, like you decide today, like, I, man, I don't have time to like walk with the Lord and stuff, but like I'm gonna serve like crazy this December, then here's what's gonna happen. By like December 4th, <laughs> you're going to be over it because <laughs> people are terrible and your family's crazy and you can't handle it and you're going to be exhausted and burned up and you're going to have a horrible Christmas hangover. Like, like it's just going to be, you're just going to be done come January, you guys. On the flip side, if all you do is remind yourself of what the Lord has done, like if you're just like, man, I'm just going to be like in my room reading the gospel from that, then, then here's the problem with that, is I think like if that doesn't move you to go love the people in the living room and like, like serve other people, then it's kind of just a missed opportunity. That like the things that we believe about the Lord should actually drive us to do other things. And so we've got to serve 
as we remind ourselves of what God has done, that he did not count equality with God a thing to be grasped, but emptied himself by taking the form of a servant in this tiny child, right? And so um, I just want to be like super practical, but I want to give you a warning first. And here's, here's the warning. If you're going, I would love to do that. Man, I, I want to I really think about what the Lord has done for me in this season. I just want to be like really honest with you. If you don't have a plan, like, like I, I'm just being super real. If you don't come at this thing with intentionality and you just like, like right now, you're like, man, I, I hope <laughs> that I really get to spend time with the Lord. Like if it's not on your calendar in this season, like maybe, maybe you can do that in July, but in this season, um, your calendar, work events, children are gonna crush whatever hope that you had right now in this room where you're like, I'm gonna do the thing. You won't. You'll just be frustrated at the end of December that you didn't. And so I, I just wanna like encourage you, like with everything, like just as much honesty as I can, like today, tomorrow, sometime this week, sit down and go, here's what I'd like to do and here's the time I'm gonna do it, right? Nothing crazy. Just, just make a plan to remind yourself of what the Lord has done. And then here's some super simple, practical ways that you can remind yourself what the Lord has done. An advent calendar. I know, like, big word, but just Christmas season, right? That you're uh, looking at the days approaching Christmas. Um, you can start a Bible study. You don't even have to overcomplicate it. Like, if you download version, which is just the Bible app, um, it'll literally send just a Bible verse to you every day if you ask it to. Like, super simple. You can get in a small group and pray for each other. You can talk about what God is up to in your life. You can grab some friends from here. If you don't have a friend, hey, I'll be your friend. Let's talk about Jesus. Uh, you can get some neighbors together and have dinner at your place. Just invite them over, which can be scary, and it can also be the way that you make some really great friends. Um, you can have them over and you can just talk about what God is doing in your life. You can start journaling. Like, don't even do the like, I'm committed for the rest of my days and I bought a massive journal and I'm gonna journal. For, like, just go, man, for December, I'm just gonna write about what the Lord is doing. You can uh, read a verse with your family at dinner twice this week. Like, it didn't even need to be like a song thing. Like, just read a Bible verse. You can read through the gospels as we head towards Christmas. Just have a plan so that at the end of December, you're like, man, this is what the Lord did to me. And then have a plan to serve. And, and, and here's what I mean. Like, there's a ton of opportunities here at the church for you to serve. But also, just realistically, there's a ton of opportunities for you to serve your family. And, and here's what that looks like a lot of the time. Just get off the couch. Like, seriously. Like, I know, like, listen, I, too, eat 36 pounds of turkey and do not want to get off the couch in Jesus' name, right? But we got to. Like, get off the couch and go wash a dish. Like, do whatever it is. Here's what it comes down to. In this season, what it looks like to serve is to take whatever small amount of energy and time and relational capacity you have and just fling it at everybody around you. Like, give it away like you've got nothing to lose because you don't. Like, just give away your time and your money and your energy in a way that's unselfish and reflects the love of Jesus. 
Like that's what it looks like to serve in this season. And so uh, we get to do that. We're invited in to get to do that. A couple ways you can do it, just practical. You can invite somebody over. You can invite somebody out. You can write a thank you card. You can make a meal for somebody. You can call somebody. Uh, there's a lot of people who can't even get out of their house right now. You can go visit that person. And yes, it'll be awkward. And yes, you'll run out of things to talk about. But guys, we get to. Like, we, we don't have to. We, we're invited into this thing, right? Which, which is really, um, the, the other thing I want to talk about is that we get to celebrate in advance. We get to celebrate in advance. And that's what we see Mary doing, right? But, but here's the thing. Like, we get to, before anything good happens in this season, we get to celebrate. Uh, me, and, me and my wife, like, this is super weird to some of you guys, and that's okay. Um, we, we went to Starbucks the other day. November 2nd, in case you're wondering. It's kind of a tradition now. Um, and we, we grabbed uh, peppermint mochas and we crossed arms like, like you would at a wedding. And we threw on uh, Mariah Carey's All I Want for Christmas is You. And we sipped. <laughs> and it was so silly and goofy, you guys. And here's what we weren't celebrating. Man, Christmas was awesome last year. Like, that's not what we're doing. We're just going... This is going to be a, like such a sweet season. Like it was like an opening ceremony. Like we could have carried a torch into the Olympics and it wouldn't have been as awesome as that peppermint mocha, you guys. Like it was just the celebration of what's coming. And we get to do that. Mary does that. For behold, from now on, all generations will call me blessed. For he who is mighty has done great things for me. And holy is his Name. When we look at Mary's story, um, like it's almost like a victory dance. You know what I mean? Like when you spike the the football and like you're dabbing and whatever your deal is, and 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 like celebrating before anything has even happened, though, right? That she's just excited, and here's how she gets to do that. She knows the character of God. She knows whatever he is leading her into. It might be difficult, uncomfortable, but at the end of the day, it's going to be beautiful because God's behind it. And listen, guys, the only people on the planet who get to do that, who get to do like the, the celebration dance before the victory, is Christians. Like, and we get to do it every day forever, because we know, like, whatever God is up to, he's good. Like, whatever it is. And, and, like, here's the encouragement in that. Like, you may be, like, this, this Christmas could be super weird for you. Like, could look very different from last year's Christmas. Like, you may be missing somebody. Your family situation may be a mess. And here's the beautiful thing, is that believers get to just dance through it all and go, man, God is up to something awesome. And I don't know what it is, and he may lead me into craziness, but if he's with me, it's good. And that's where we're at today. We get to celebrate. We get to celebrate in advance. And, and this is really like the last thing I see in this, but it's, it's the most important by far, you guys, is, is that Mary, as we look at her life, what I see is somebody who treasures Jesus. We get to treasure Jesus. Super simple. At the end of this journey, she's traveling, giving birth, running away, man, just in the in the craziest time, right? Magi, random <laughs> prophet guys show up, drop money in her lap. That actually sounds awesome. I'm going to be honest. But, but then like shepherds show up, like the guys who are hacking and like coughing and they're like, hey, let me hold your baby. Like, Phew. they show up to the scene. Like, it's a mess, you guys. And, and here's the thing. 
Like, I don't know if you, y'all know the moment when your family leaves at Christmas time? <laughs> when you're like, we'll miss you. And then you like slam the door, chop, 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 chop. Like you bought extra locks for that occasion. Like you can't come back. Please don't come back. Like, like Mary is having that moment and she would have had every right to do what we do, right? Like go get in our big boy lazy chair, <laughs> breathe out, and then watch Netflix for the next 36 hours, right? And, and here's the thing though, like she just has this beautiful attitude towards the whole situation. In Luke 2, it says, as the shepherds have just like walked out the door, but Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. Treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And here's what I see in this story. We'll just close with just a couple things. We have to actively choose to treasure Jesus. Like, because here's the deal, y'all. In this season, like, if we don't actively choose to do that, it's just not gonna happen. Like, you're not gonna stumble into spiritual growth in December, right? Like, you have to actually make some choices. And I think one of the ways we can do that is we can choose to, to treasure Jesus over his stuff. And, and here's what I mean. Romans 1 talks about uh, that basically, like, because of the fall, we will treasure creation over the creator, right? The gift over the gift giver. And there is no time where we are more likely to do that than right now. When we're looking around, when we're going, man, I, I can't afford all the things I wish I could for Christmas. This Christmas looks a little bit different. My circumstances are a little bit different this year. And it's super easy to just get in that place of, man, valuing uh, really all of the stuff that he's given us over the giver. And, and it'll just lead us to bitterness, you guys. Like, I don't know if you've ever watched a little kid open a present that they didn't want. Have you seen that? It's kind of awesome. I'm just gonna be honest. Like, because there's like real tears, right? And there's, I don't know if I should laugh at that, but it's real. And, and, and like, man, they're just, they'll just tell you what they actually wanted in the moment. And, and the, the thing that adults are able to do is, is to go, man, the gift doesn't even matter, right? I, I don't need another pair of socks, Grandpa George, right? But, but to remember, wow, what a sweet gift that my grandfather gave me, like that he remembered me. And, and so the way to look at your Christmas this year, instead of looking for stuff, is to go, whatever gift that the Lord has for me in this season, man, what a sweet gift from the Lord. And the, the, the fact that we know the character of God allows us to actually go, and actually, I may think I want this other thing, <laughs> but whatever God's got for me is what's best for me. And that just changes everything, right? And then here's the other thing. Um, we have to actively choose to treasure Jesus over our dreams. And, and I don't mean that in like, like what, did, what were you dreaming about at 2 a.m.? Like the lobster on the beach and speaking to you in Arabic. Like that's not what we're talking about. Like I'm, I'm talking about like whatever your picture of Christmas is. Like whatever that like, like you have this dream, right? Like if, if you've got a, if you're a young parent, that kind of thing, that your child is just going to wake up and like run downstairs, and whoo, presents everywhere, the bike is wrapped because you didn't stay up till three in the morning doing it. And like there's hot cocoa that somebody already made for you somehow. And, and just get rid of it. I'm serious. I'm, I'm, I'm for real. Because here's the deal, y'all. Knowing Jesus is better than whatever you could dream of. 
like whatever that picture is, like here's the deal, y'all. If the turkey gets burned and the presents also catch fire in the turkey fire, what a horrible thing, right? But if you still got Jesus, who cares? Like you get to celebrate together that Christ is with us, for us, forever. That's sweet, y'all. Here's the other thing. We got to value and treasure Jesus over our circumstances. Some of y'all are walking in with a hot mess this season, and it feels like you've been walking out of a hot mess, and you're like, oh, the holidays are here, and, and not everything is as it should be, but Jesus is still on the throne, and so we get to treasure him. We get to treasure that despite our circumstances, that may actually be a gift from the Lord, by the way, that we have something better than that better than whatever's going on in our world. And I know that, the, I, don't, I don't mean that tritely. I don't want to minimize anything. I'm just saying that you have found treasure in this season, whether you believe it or not, that Christ is enough. When we would go to the beach as a kid, um, we'll close with this thought. Um, me and my sister and my mom would go together and, and it was a sweet time. Uh, my mom would send us out on what she called treasure hunts. And so we would just like, run, like we were in Galveston, guys. It barely qualifies as a beach. Like there's not a lot of treasure. We would run down the beach and we would just find these shells or, or like uh, beach glass, which was probably like Miller Lite like a year ago. Like I'm just being honest. Like we'd bring back like giant wood planks, like who, who knows where they came from, right? But we'd, we'd bring them back to my mom and no matter what we brought back, she would just look at us and go, found treasure. You, you found treasure. This is awesome. And guys, here's the thing. Like, you may be walking into this season, and it may be not what you want. It may not look anything like what you wish it looked like. But guys, God has given us this season, like this brief little time where we come together as, as the body of Christ and we get to treasure Jesus and we get to serve one another and we get to remember what God has done for us. And you, like whether you think so or not, you have treasure right now. And I just want to so encourage you, like as we step into this Advent season, that you would be so intentional with it. Like that you would just pause today or tomorrow and go, how can I treasure Jesus during this season? Because you guys, like we have the greatest treasure and it's treasure that treasures us, right? That Christ took on the cross because of the joy that's us set before him, scorning its shame, that we might know him and be with him forever. What a gift. Let's pray. God, thank you so much for, for coming after us for viewing us as treasure. God, help us to treasure and cherish you in this season, to be intentional, God, and to help us just turn our lives and our chaos back over to you. Help us to be, man, serving others in this time, God. We just need you in this season, Lord. So be with us and remind us of just your incredible love for us, God. We love you. It's in your name we pray, amen. Thank you for listening to this message from the Creek Church. We invite you to listen to other messages on this podcast, or if you have any questions, you can email us at info at